Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Avi, I'm here with Beth. We're both LSAT Demon tutors and teachers. And today we're just gonna talk about a student question that came in uh, via the ask button. I am someone who struggles with time and I'm not the quickest reader. If I know, I'm going to have to skip at least a couple questions on the LR section. Would it be a good strategy to skip parallel question types? So she means, she means parallel reasoning questions just because they typically require more reading. What do you think, Beth? Skip yeah. questions? Skip questions because yeah. they're hard? Skip questions because they're hard. I mean, my gut reaction is no, stop, <laughs> do not do that. Um, it takes, I don't know where this this asker is in their studying process and what, what point or where their score is or anything like that or even what they're reaching for. But my initial reaction, no matter where you are in your scores or how close you are to your goal score or your LSAT potential, um, do not skip certain question types. Every single LR question is testing the exact same thing, which is primarily reading comprehension. And then beyond that, it's like understanding flawed arguments is happening in almost every LR question. Beyond that, no, I mean, even if something doesn't have a conclusion, um, and it's just a supported or it must be true. That's still testing reading comprehension. So reading comprehension is happening with every question. And my other gut reaction to this is if you're going to skip it now at this point in your studying, what at what point are you planning to come back and get better at these? Now is actually the time as you're still studying to learn these questions and to learn how to attack them and do them efficiently. And you will get better at them. What do you think, Abby? What are, what are your initial reactions? I completely agree. I mean, I was I was over here nodding like a maniac, and and, and that's that's. I mean, Beth, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head. The questions you're struggling with are the ones you should be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're yep. going to sit down and take a time section or a, or a time test, and you're going to skip the ones that give you pause or skip the ones that you know you struggle with, you're not actually helping yourself in your prep, right? Um, I actually had a question about this. Uh, I just remembered that a question, a student raised this question in class as well. She was like, um, I struggle with, for instance, finding the flaw. And like you were mentioning reading comprehension, just to be clear, like reading comprehension on LR just means literally reading the words on the page, understanding them, picking out the flaw and like kind of engaging in those processes. And the student was like, I've been struggling with finding the flaw. So I've kind of been um, falling back on like the techniques or the buzzwords and looking for certain buzzwords. And I was like, well, instead of doing that, I think you should just slow down and find the flaw because you're practicing <laughs> skills that are going to actually help you learn the answers to the test. So I agree, Beth, to this to this right. Thank you for writing in anonymous, but I think instead of skipping the ones that you're struggling with, double down and actually sit down and try to understand the ones you're struggling with because those are the ones that you're gonna have to end up getting right eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing about skipping question types and asking about this strategy is I would say you're kind of breaking an LSAT demon um, commandment. We don't read the question. The yes. question. First. How do you, we how don't do you read know? The, how, how do you know? know? Yeah, how do you know right. it's parallel reasoning? You've already done yeah. a bunch of the work if you're to the point where you figured out that this is this type of question. Yeah, exactly. And if you are at the point where you're reading the question, you're going, oh, no, this is a parallel. I want to skip it. I would really, really encourage you to stop doing questions that way. It might be hard to practice that self-control. 
right now, but in the long run, it'll serve you really, really well. And one of the things you can do with that, if you're, st- I mean, you are studying with the demon, you can use when you're drilling, you can use uh, the demon's prediction mode and it'll hide the question. So I love that feature because self-control is not my, my forte. Um, so if that is helpful to you, so the question is hidden, do that and use that, uh, so that you can practice how you're going to play on your time sections and on full length tests as well. Um, uh, the other thing, yeah. Oh, I was just yeah. gonna say hundred percent agree and, and anonymous, like what, what we're saying here to, again, to, to clarify, cause you're a basic user. So maybe you haven't been around for very long, but what we're saying is when you read the argument first, and when we say the argument, we mean the little blurb on the left-hand side. So if you're in prediction mode, the entire right-hand side is going to be blurred out. You're only going to see the argument, the words on the page on the left-hand side. When you read those first, we're kind of forcing you or encouraging you to engage with the words on the page and actually figure out what's going on, what the author's saying, what the speaker is saying, if it's a speaker. And then they're going to say some nonsense and that's the flaw. And you're going to go into the question going, I already know what this question's about. And so yeah. that's what we're talking about there, which is, hey, try prediction mode, read the argument, engage with it first, and then you're going to be so well prepared to jump into the question. Yeah. And on that, too, I've heard this question or a question just like it many, many times. People really dislike parallel questions, whether it's parallel flaw or they don't tell you it's flawed. It still might be flawed, even if they don't say flaw. Mm-hmm. People really hate these question types. But I would push back on that a little bit and say, understanding these questions is going to help you with every single question that you encounter on LR. Because just like Avi was just talking about, your job is to understand the passage in front of you, find out what's wrong with it, if there is something wrong with it. And a flawed argument, what what we mean by that is if there is a conclusion, there's going to be premises that maybe support it. A flawed argument is a conclusion that's not proven, 100%. So even if it's, you know, at 98% or something, if there's a hole, it's still a flawed argument. So that's your job to understand it. And that's why all the time I like to talk about in classes how you could answer so many questions about a passage. Sometimes I like to make predictions for like a weakened question or a strengthened question or a necessary assumption or a sufficient assumption just to show how many things we could do. It's actually not about the question, right? It's all about understanding what's going on with the passage. So if you're putting in that work, answering a parallel question can actually end up being sort of like a must be true. What did the argument do? Right, exactly. You're matching the flaw. If you identify the flaw correctly and you say, okay, like, oh, they confuse sufficient for necessary. That like, Mm -hmm. that's the flaw they made. Then all you're doing is looking through the five answer choices and looking for the answer choice that confuses sufficient for necessary. It is kind of a must be true at that point. Um, so yeah. not only are you, fle- like Beth just said, not only are you flexing your find the flaw muscles, but you're also just making your own life easier and actually making parallel reasoning questions quite trivial. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do you go about eliminating wrong answer choices? I feel like that is sort of a a really valuable thing here because the, the asker also asked about this requiring more reading. So what do yes. you think about it requiring more reading in the answer choices? Absolutely. So the gripe with parallel reasoning, as as you guys have probably heard in class, is pe- pe- when people have a problem with parallel reasoning or parallel, parallel flaw or whatever, they're just annoyed that they have to read five argument-sized answer choices. That's the problem, mm-hmm. right? That's what slows people down. They think, oh, I have to do five times the reading on these questions than I do on other questions. And 
Beth and I would challenge that. We would say, if you've done the work, if you've, if you've practiced with prediction mode, if you've really built that self-discipline to only read the argument first, you've identified the flaw, then all you're looking for in the answer choices is that flaw or is that parallel reasoning, right? So you could get three words into an answer choice. And Ben and Nathan mentioned this all the time, right? Be confident, be, be, be quick to eliminate answers, right? You get three words into an answer choice and it says the wrong thing, or it makes the wrong flaw, or it goes in the wrong direction. It has a different modifier. It adds instead of subtracts or whatever it is, right? Yeah. If as long as it, as, or as soon as it goes wrong, you can confidently eliminate it and you are not reading the rest of that answer choice. So yeah. it's maybe not as much reading as you think. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If you're, the questions, the que- the answer choices, excuse me, the answer choices are not your friend and you can aggressively get rid of them. If you understand what you're looking for, you can aggressively get rid of the answer choices. Absolutely. We, we talk about, and all of us talk about this in our LR classes, but we set that bar so high for the right answer that we can be, like Betsy said, we, we're aggressive about eliminating the wrong ones because 80% of them are wrong. We know that four out of five of them suck. So yeah. we're not going to give them any grace and we're going to be kind of mean to them. And as soon as they go, as soon as they mention one thing that we don't like, we're going to say, nope, you're gone. And if you're, and usually you're going to be left with one answer choice that meets that really, really high bar. We got through the whole thing and we couldn't say, you're, you know, we couldn't dismiss it for, for any good reason. And oftentimes that's going to be your answer. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I like to talk about all the time too and remind people there are two ways to reach a right answer. One is to predict it and to immediately spot it, right? You're still going to check all your answer choices. Um, even if you just read three words of it, that's still reading an answer choice. I don't want you to ever read A, only pick that and move on. Um, but the other way to reach a correct answer is to eliminate four wrong answers confidently, right? And then, 100%. hey, this has to be right because I have four solid reasons why A through D is wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that, and, and so anonymous, maybe... Maybe we've just given you two kind of two ways to approach. If you are struggling with these, you know, we shouldn't just say, oh, you struggle with them. So practice more, right? We should probably also tell you like, okay, so when you do practice them, here's two yeah. ways to approach them. One is, yeah. is try to line up your prediction with an answer choice. Like that you said, that's option one, which is, you know what you're looking for and you find that and you pick it. Uh, obviously you should also read the other answer choices just to make sure that they're bad. But then the other way to find the right answer, and this is, I would say oftentimes on parallel reasoning, you do kind of have to read all of them because they're all going to they're all going to look visually very similar, right. and mm-hmm. they're all just going to have one word. I, like sometimes they just go the wrong direction with the flaw, mm-hmm. right? And so you're going to have to read them and eliminate four of them, and you're still going to you're still going to find your way home. Um, mm-hmm. It's just maybe going to take a little bit longer, but you know, say lovey. Uh, but you're going to get better <laughs> at these. You're going to get better at these as you get as you get better at the test, as you get better at finding flaws. And as you get better at, like Beth was talking about, the reading comprehension that this whole exam is testing, every question is testing that skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And I think we've talked a lot about parallel flaws, right? The other Mm -hmm. alternative to a parallel question is just a parallel reasoning question that's not flawed. Those are going to be more rare. So we have both of those questions that it'll say something like, which of the following most matches the flawed pattern of reasoning? That's one option. If right. you run into that question and you didn't notice that there was a flaw, my other advice for you is stop right there. Remember, the, the answer choices are not your friend. Your job is to stop and go back and find that flaw. 
because you will get very lost in the answer choices if you didn't realize that there was a flaw or you don't know what it is. Same is true for just a regular flaw question. You find that flaw before you get to the answer choices. Um, So that's kind of like a a check, a check engine, right? Is uh, do I know what the flaw is? Yes. Okay. I can proceed. The other alternative is if it's just one of those parallel questions that says which of the following matches the 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 reasoning in the passage or something like that, right. it doesn't say the word flawed. That doesn't mean it's not flawed. So if you spotted a flaw, if you're confident that they did something like you know uh, assumed causation from correlation, or they confused sufficient for necessary. You can go in knowing they didn't tell me there's a flaw, but I still know there's a flaw or it's really not flawed and it's a supported conclusion. And those can be really easy to knock out wrong answers because you're going to knock out answer choices that have flawed arguments instead. And you're going to choose an answer that has a good argument, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I hate to say it, Anonymous and, and everyone listening, you can't get around the reading. You got to yeah. read the words, you got to read the words and you got to figure out, do they make sense or do they not make sense? That's the whole test. <laughs> the whole test. Yeah. If you're trying to get around that, I don't know what to tell you. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what we signed up for. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, it's either going to be you're identifying flaws in the argument or you're identifying flaws in the answer choices. But the more you can flex that skill, the better you're going to get at it, the easier it's going to feel, the less exhausted you're going to be after even a parallel reasoning one where you have to read five of the same, you know, same length blurbs. But um, yeah, it's 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 the skill. It's the skill that yeah. we're working on. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's that's all of my reactions to it. The thing that I would just hit home again and again and just reminder again is that the doing these questions and every question, not skipping any question will help you on every single LR question. And you don't want to skip now because now is the time to put in the work. You're not going to just put off this question type until three months from now. You'll feel the same three months from now if you neglect these. Right. And 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 yeah, I mean, I, look, the, the horse is dead. We've been beating it for X amount yeah. of minutes. But yeah, I, 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 yeah like my, my last thought is exactly what you just said, Beth, which is I think that this and you and Anonymous is not the only student who feels this way, but this comes from the insecurity of not finishing the section. So they see, they see the, the questions blank at the end and they, it makes them feel some type of way. And it's the and it's what we've already talked about, which is the ones that you're struggling with. You, you kind of want to skip. But I think it's motivated by this desire to finish sections or this this like the time is in your head. Right. The time yeah. is this is taking up so much of your brain space. And you think if I skip some questions. I can finish the rest of the section, you know, without these. And then I would ask you, I think Beth and I would ask you, what are you doing? Um, Your practice test score might look a little bit better, but it's a practice test. So who are you fooling? Um, Not that you're trying to fool anybody, but you're kind of maybe just like putting a bandaid on the problem a little bit. Your your, your scores are going to be climbing a little bit more maybe, but you're not learning the concepts that you need to be learning. And you're still not breaking the habit. Like Beth was saying earlier, the commandment, one of the commandments which is you're thinking about time. You're thinking about finishing the section. And that's something that we just think is counterproductive because instead of thinking about the question you're on, you're thinking about how many questions you have left and how much time you have left. That's kind of where this, this question comes from is, mm-hmm. oh, I need to skip something in order to get to the other questions in order to finish more of the section on time. So maybe that's what we should have started with, which is, wait a second, that's not even, that's not even a thing. But yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm I used to try to fool myself with the the questions that I would miss and I would say, "Oh, I just I uh, I I knew it was really B. I'll get that next time." That did not serve me in the long run. I really right. had to get honest with myself on what I missed and get serious about the questions that I was missing. So Absolutely. that is our hope for you because we want you to get better at the LSAT. You're asking this question, which is showing you want to get better at the LSAT too. Absolutely. And I think the, the only way out is through, right? The only way out is through. Don't let yourself off the hook, Anonymous. Don't let yourself off the yeah. hook. Yeah. Right? I, we all do it. We all do it. I, I was in yeah. the same boat. I would, I would like... Uh, rationalize why I picked the wrong answer. It's like, oh, it, I would, I just misread that. But if I would have read it right, I would have gotten it right. Well, yeah, Abby, but you, you misread it, so that you made, you made, a, you made a mistake. Yeah, you did the first thing wrong, which was the reading. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we all, we yeah. all need to be a little bit better about not letting ourselves off the hook. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, I think you know we've, uh, we've covered all there is to cover on this one, Beth. Um, unless you have any closing thoughts, we can wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. I do have one. Uh, yeah. If you miss a question, use the review features that are in the daemon. If you are a daemon subscriber, uh, we have those text ex explanations. There are probably multiple videos of Ben and Nathan talking about the question in circles that you may have missed. And if neither of those click for you, use the ask button. So the asker here has used the ask button. That's where we pulled this question. So you are doing awesome to really get to the bottom of what's going on. But those resources are here for you. We want to help you understand it. If the explanations don't work or maybe something's off, let us know by the ask button too. So that will actually be my final. <laughs> that is such a good point. That is such a good point. I think don't be afraid to miss the question too, right? Um, I think yeah. maybe Anonymous is a little bit afraid to miss the question because they feel mm -hmm. like they're not ready or they haven't done enough prep on this type of question. But how you get better at the question is by missing it and then reading mm -hmm. the explanations, watching the videos, asking us questions, which you're doing. You're doing all this. I'm not picking on you. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. I'm not picking on this person. Um, you're doing the right thing. This is just for everybody listening. Continue to, to use the resources and, um, you know, you have our emails and you have the ask button. So keep working. Keep trucking. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only way out is through, as Beth said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, well, if you if you all have any other questions, you can email uh, daily at lsatdemon.com or of course, use the ask button if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. But thank you so much for listening.